Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Let me say what I said to some of them at the beginning before you all got in, but we will not have Latin next week, although I think we can from what Colby wrote, but we're not going to and we're not going to have it the week after. And so I think Latin will resume like on the 12th. 12th. It's the 12th. Okay. Uh, So it'll resume that week unless I pick that week to go to my sister's, but I don't believe that I will because I have a program to do for something else. So I'll probably be here sometime during the summer. We will miss a week because I'm going to going to visit my sister and that will take a week. So, but uh, we'll talk about that more when it happens, but I believe that we'll start back again. The, well, mm-hmm. okay, so that's what we'll plan on anyway. Now, uh, I did this lesson this week again on text edit, and I noticed that when I brought it up into my Braille Sense, if you bring it up in the text file, I sent you a text and a notes and a docs file. If you bring it up in the text file, it, it looks very good. If you bring it up in the docs file, the long marks that I put in some of the words look funky as anything. So um, maybe next week I'll try doing, or maybe the next notes I do, I'll do pages again. That seemed to work well uh, for everything. So we'll see uh, how that goes. I like this text edit. It's very easy to use. Word is horrible for some reason. I, I don't you know like what? Getting... My touch message won't show me even the text file attachments. And I sent the whole weird? thing and it's just so weird. You know, my Braille, my Mantis, I don't think does either. And I don't know why that is. So maybe it's something about this. I I don't know. Anyway, we'll try pages again. See, I find Microsoft Word is worse and worse for some reason. I don't know why. I find that it's even hard to use on Windows sometimes. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Anyway, I thought today we would review the weather. We will read our little letter that we have to read. We will talk about the Aeneid. Kind of hope we wrap the Aeneid up today, and then we'll talk about. Hey, is this? I'm sorry. Is this lesson thirty-five? Okay. Okay. The, Thank you. Um, about that, about those file uh, extensions, um, Carla, do you have a way to? Can you convert that file? Uh, if you have the doc file, can you just convert it to a text file? You think I, I probably could, but don't know how. <laughs> okay, because uh, on the Braille sense, I can, because I had a problem with one of them. I, I only had, I only had the doc, so I just converted it to a text file. I'll tell you, I'm thinking more and more. There's a sense in my future. Well, I tell you, the Braille sense is not perfect either. It's, it's not. not. It's not perfect, but it does do. It, it's not as clunky as the Braille Note right. Touch. It, it, the Braille Note Touch is clunky. Yeah, although it's a lot the Braille, to deal with. the Braille display, the Braille is better on the Braille Note, on the Braille Note Touch Plus. Maybe I don't know, but the Braille Sense does seem to solve a lot of problems, wouldn't you say, Ninette? Maybe it's not not as clunky. It does, but honestly, the U two was better. Yeah, I think the U two was. Was better, it the U two right. or the Polar? One well, of po- those. You like the U2 better. No, you... no wait. It's I've got a mix I don't think you like the Polaris that well, did you? You like the, you were yeah, using the, the U2 for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, the U2, the U2 was better if they, but 
of course, they added a bunch of features, uh, and um, a lot of people would like all those features they added, and you might like them too. Um, I would just assume I had had working YouTube for the rest of my life. But anyway. They had a very good webinar the other day, Carla, if you can get a hold of it on hymns, It might be on in the archives or something about. I'm going to look. I heard the, that. And- uh, it was pretty good. It was, uh, I slept through a little bit of it, but it really was. <laughs> it happened when I was working, I believe. So I'll have to look for it again. Yeah, it, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good webinar. So yeah. did you say you're still on track to go to the convention? If I pass the COVID test and I have a way of printing it and interpreting it or displaying it, and if it's <laughs> negative and if my plane doesn't get canceled, yes. <laughs> okay, then. A lot of ifs okay. there, but we hope they all work out for sure. <laughs> all right. Weather. Quies tempestas, Hodier, is the question. Quies tempestas, Hodier. Quies tempestas, meaning what is the weather? And you can say, here's one that's not true, est frigida. Est frigida. It's cold, but it isn't. At least here it's not. Est tepida. Warm. It's warm, okay? Est calida. It's hot or collet. They both mean pretty much the same thing. So collet is the verb, right? The direct. Yes, collet is the verb, and collida it, it is hot or, I guess it's like saying it is hot or it heats, <laughs> something like that. It's hard to translate them. They're pretty much the same. Serena est. Serena est it is bright. Uh, Nix caught it. Snow is falling, and you can also say ningit. Ningit, it is snowing, or nix kadit, snow is falling. Imber kadit, rain is falling, or pluit, it is raining. Wentus perflot, wentus perflot, the wind is blowing. Nubila est, it is cloudy. Sol luket, the sun is shining. So how could you tell me about your own weather today? If I said this, quit. Quies tempestas hodie. What would you say as an answer to that where you live? Quies tempestas hodie. Escalada. Really? Okay. Escalada. Escalada. All right. Or Khaled, either one. Uh, anybody else have an answer? This is Gloria Escalada here in California. Escalada. <laughs> All right. Good. Escalada. Anyone else? Um, est, um, or Serena Est. Serena Est, good. Serena Est. Soluket. 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 Good job. Soluket. All right. Very good. So now we can talk about the weather. Now, we're going to read an easier reading today than we had with those poems we were reading before, but maybe not quite as interesting. I don't know. This is a letter. We're going to read a letter today. Um, and the title of this letter is Dies est pulcherimus fortasse. Dies est pulcherimus fortasse, which means, what's that mean? Dies est pulcherimus fortasse. The, the, is it day is beautiful? The day is very beautiful. Fortasse. By chance? I don't no, know. No, maybe. 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 The day is very beautiful. Maybe. maybe. Okay. Now, in Latin, you might not be aware of this. Uh, if you have never taken much Latin, you probably don't know this. 
Latin is a language where if you wanted to study Latin, you could read quite a few letters that actually are written in Latin and that were written by Romans. There, there, are, two, uh, there are two letter writers, people who wrote letters, and the first one is Cicero. Cicero wrote all kinds of letters that he never intended to have published. Never, never thought they would be published. And so in them, he's very frank. Like he writes a lot of letters to his best friend, who's a guy named Atticus. And sometimes he'll, if Atticus doesn't do exactly what he wants done, he'll say, oh, I thought you were going to do this. Why didn't you do that? Or whatever, you know. Uh, he tells exactly how he feels. Uh, he tells exactly what's going on. And sometimes that's a little different than the public image that he would like to portray. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after he died, all these letters were collected by his slave, by his, uh, actually he had freed him by that time. He was like his secretary and he published them. And so all these letters, the, you know, he has love letters he wrote to his wife. He have uh, letters he wrote to his brother, letters he wrote to Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. uh, all kind of letters, letters where he writes to Julius Caesar and then letters where he criticizes Julius Caesar to other people. And so we have a lot of letters, a lot of letters that you can read in Latin by Cicero. And this leads to an expression which you might have heard. Epistula non arabescit. You know what that means? Say it again. Epistula non arabescit. It means a letter does not blush. <laughs> meaning, meaning that a letter is going to tell you exactly what it has to say, and it's not going to be embarrassed. They say that the famous guy Petrarch, you know, the Middle Ages guy who loved Cicero, he had never seen Cicero's letters, and all of a sudden, a whole collection of them was found. And after he read them, he burst into tears because the image that he had of Cicero was a little different than what turned out to be in the letter. Not that Cicero was a bad guy; he wasn't. But if, ever, if, if someone could see all the letters you ever wrote to anyone, you know, it might be a little different than the image you want people to know about you. Right. So right. The, the second guy that wrote letters in Latin was a guy named Pliny. And Pliny, uh, what he basically did, he looked at Cicero's letters and said, well, if Cicero could publish his letters, I'm going to write in the style of writing letters. And so he wrote letters to people and the ones he thought were good or that he thought were interesting, he published. Hmm. And so his letters aren't quite as authentic as Cicero. Is, uh, Gary, isn't he the one that was at Vesuvius when it yes, exploded? Yes, okay. yes. He, I was going to mention that the, the most famous two letters that he wrote, whether well, there are four letters that are really famous that he wrote. The two of them describe the eruption of Vesuvius. He talks about his uncle saw this cloud and how his uncle took off. And he tells about his uncle taking a ship and trying to rescue people and finally dying of a probably of a a heart attack or or something like that from all the dust and ash that got in his lungs. Hmm. And then Pliny continues the description about he and his mother, how they were left alone when his uncle left and how they had to go and how they walk out of the city and how they see uh, actually what they see is. For years, people thought Pliny was crazy when he described this. It turned out he's exactly right. What they saw was they saw what's called a pyroplastic flow. You know what a pyroplastic flow is? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's when 
a volcano erupts and all that junk from the volcano piles up and piles up and piles up and piles up and piles up on top of the mountain. And all of a sudden, what's it do? It starts to slide and it slides down and it slides down the mountain and it's about 800 degrees and it's all this mud and stuff. And whatever it hits, your brain would boil in your head and just you die if it came anywhere near you. And that's what happened to the people in the city of Herculaneum. Hmm. This great big pyroclastic flow um, started sliding down. The people in uh, Herculaneum for years, no one could figure out why there were no bodies, why no one could find anyone that died in that city. The city was totally deserted, but no one could find any bodies. It's because they all went out to a boathouse and they were all hanging around in the boathouse. And this whole mass of hot lava came in, hit them and like exploded their brains and they all just hmm. died. Hmm. And plus suffocated them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the thing about this, if you were hit by a pyroclastic flow, it makes like a mud. It makes what's called volcanic mud. And the, uh, it preserves the ruins because to get into it, you got to drill through this cement like stuff. And so if you look at the city of Herculaneum, you can see stuff that you could never have seen. It was preserved by this cement stuff, you know, coming down there. And just covering it over. Whereas where Pliny was, he saw this pyroclastic flow. He saw that it looked like it was totally dark. It was like being in a closed place with the light put out. Um, He saw that. He didn't know what caused it. It was caused by the fact that all this mist and stuff was on the ground. He sees this mist creeping along the ground, but it never gets to where he is. And he escapes. Um, and, and Pompeii, where, he, where it was closer to where he was, they had a lot of ash. They had a lot of stuff falling, but it didn't, uh, it didn't uh, you know, bury people. Now, if you were there, you might have died of suffocation because you still have lava and stuff falling around. The air gets very thick and you still could suffocate. And if you breathe it in, it's like breathing in mud. And it's, it's almost like the COVID. It stops up your lungs and you can't breathe. It's like it forms a mud in your lungs and you just can't breathe at all. But at least it doesn't make your brain boil like that other stuff would. So anyway, the two letters that he wrote are that those two are describing Vesuvius. But he wrote two other letters and they describe Christianity. Uh, Pliny did not know anything about Christianity. He didn't understand what Christianity was. And he's governing a province. By this time, he's been made a provincial governor in the province of Bithynia. And he writes to the emperor. Emperor Trajan, and he basically he basically says, "What do I do with these Christians? <laughs> they don't seem like bad people. They don't seem like they're doing any harm. In fact, they take an oath not to commit adultery, not to steal, not to kill, and all that stuff. They seem like good people, but they're stubborn." And he says, "And I think stubbornness ought to be punished, if nothing <laughs> else." He says, "And I, I, what I do with them is this: I ask them three times. I first of all say, are you a Christian?'" If they say they are, I ask them again, are you a Christian? And I threaten that if you say it a third time, I'm going to kill you. (gasps) And the third time he says, are you a Christian? If they say yes, then he kills them. And that's what he did. And he said, and I I think that stubbornness deserves to be punished. But he said, I don't know really what to do because should I make a difference in young people versus older people? Should I make a difference in women versus men? Should I, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And basically what the emperor says is don't go by false information. Don't go by informers. If you, you know, if, uh, 
if you're told somebody's a Christian, you know, unless they're brought into you, don't look for them, don't hunt them down. But if they're brought into you, give them a test. And if they won't worship our gods, and if they say they're a Christian three times, you're doing exactly the right thing. And he also, uh, they also talk about the fact that Christianity is causing trouble financially because it's causing the sale of, you know, gods and goddesses and food for temples and things to fall off. And that's hurting them economically. So, so it's very, very interesting letter. Anyway, the point I was making is there are a lot of letters in Latin that you could read. And uh, I wrote this letter to show you what uh, letters are like in Latin. And so the first thing you see in a letter, you see the person's name writing. This is a lot like email, really. You see, and a lot like the letters of Paul and so forth in the Bible, they do the same thing. You see the person that's writing the letter in the nominative case. So in this letter, you have Gaius Gaius Sulpicius Rufus. That's the guy writing the letter. Now, the person he's writing to is going to be in the dative case. Suai Marcii Suavissimi Sponsi. And then you have either SD, in this case, you have SAL, which stands for Salutem Deacon, sends greetings. And so what you have here at this letter, you have Gaius Sulpicius Rufus sends greetings to, to Marcia, um, uh, to, I'm sorry, to his Marcia, the most pleasant betrothed, his most pleasant betrothed. This is our old friends we had in our other story, remember? Okay, so uh, remember Gaius is a soldier and Marcia is the girl in our family and she's engaged to him. So he's sending her a letter. All right. Now we start our letter. And this is a very common thing you see at the beginning of letters. Si tu vales bene est, ego vale o, which means if you are well, it is well. I am Carla well. has her hand up, Gary. Yes, Carla. I had a question about that um, suavissima. Um, is that the um, um, superlative? Is that? It is. Because um, No, I just wanted to point out that in Spanish it carried over because you have your isimo, isima endings too. So that, that helps. If you Wait know. a minute. We got an airplane flying over here. I'm outside and I should be so inside. So am I. <laughs> um, what did you say about the Spanish superlative? Um, there's the superlative um, that it carries over in um, the, the, the Spanish uh, suffix, uh, isimo, isima. So I just wanted to point oh. out if that helped anybody on the call that okay. had studied Spanish. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. So, um, uh, uh, yes, that is a superlative. It certainly is. So he says, if you are well, it is well. I am well. That's like in English, we might say, dear blah, blah, blah. How are you? Fine. I hope you're well or something like that. And in a lot of Roman letters, they write this. Now he's going to continue with the letter. Ego wale o nunc. I'm what? Ego wale o nunc. Wale o. I'm what? Remember, wale can mean it can mean farewell, but in this case, it means I'm well. Now I'm well, he says. Now I'm well. I'm well now, but what? Said Harry. I wasn't well. (laughs) I wasn't well yesterday. Said Harry non wale bam. By the way, Carla, what's the word for um, yesterday in Spanish? In in Spanish is ayer, A Y E R. So I can see the Harry there and, well, yer in French. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you can see it a little bit. 
All right. So in other words, he says, yeah, I'm fine, but I wasn't well yesterday. Okay. And he's going to tell you why. Harry, um, I'm sorry. Harry erat dies poker. And what's erat, by the way? What is erat? Was. Yeah, it's imperfect to assume. So yesterday was a what? A beautiful day. A beautiful day. Sol in Kylo, sereno lukebat. The sun was shining bright in the sky. Uh huh. Kalebat. Kalebat. That I see a T period in E B A T. Oh, no, it should say C A L E B A T. Capital C A L E B A T. Kalebat. It was, it, it, it was, was hot. It was hot. Said Semper Kalet. Uh, heek, heek. But it's always hot. Uh, heek, it should say H long I C. But it's always hot here, meaning in Greece. He's in Greece. It's always hot here. And see Pox, how that rendered is H and then two IN signs, a CH yep. sign, a number four, and a yep. Don't sign. ask me why it does that. Now, in the yeah, even in the text, that one messed up, and I don't know why. I don't know why it does it. I, I just don't understand it, because these marks that I'm using are, you know, acceptable macrons, but for some reason, they don't come out in Braille, right? I'd like to know. I'd like to talk to somebody who knows something about this, but I don't know who does. Okay. Pox in omni terra erat. You got a long A on terra. Pox in omni terra erat. There was peace in all the earth. There was peace on, the, on all the earth. Ventus lente perflabat. Light wind was blo- uh, blue. When, yeah, light wind was blowing. Always in arboribus cantabant. The birds were singing in the trees. Yep. Apes in floribus bumbilabant. I love that word. Bees were buzzing in the flowers. <laughs> we're buzzing in the flowers. We're on the flowers. Yep. Nos castra moe bamas. Now, there's an expression you might not remember. What's castra moere mean? Something we moved. What's castra? Think. Kostra is where we get the words camp? like Lancaster. Yes, camp. So it means we were breaking camp. Remember, he's a soldier or he's a tribune. Um, we were breaking camp. Hmm. And what were we doing? Iter facere parabamus. We were preparing to march. To march. We were preparing to march. Subito, suddenly, what? Fumum adextro latere. Um, oh. Duo milia pasuum uh, observa bombs. So we, we observe smoke on the right. We observe side. smoke. Smoke right side from the right side. Right side. And then duo um, milia pasuum two miles from us. Two miles. Yeah. Two Notice miles. the way they say miles. They say two thousands of paces, mm. two thousands of paces from us. Mm. Uh, you see that in Caesar all the time at that, that measurement. All right. So they, they see smoke. Kenturio. Now, a Kenturio is an officer 
He's called a centurion. He's a lot like a sergeant. <laughs> he's a man who's, who's raised, who's come up through the ranks of the Roman army and who's made it because he worked hard. And, and he's really a lot like our sergeant. He's a non-commissioned officer. And you see him in the Bible. Remember the guy that uh, when Jesus is crucified, he says, truly, this was the son of God. He's the guy in charge of crucifixions and he's in charge of, of a group of men, of a group of a hundred men, that kind of thing. All right. So Kenturio no stare deacon. Our sergeant said. Yep. Ignis in sil, Ignis in silwa est. Um, now what's Ignis? Can you guess? We might have fire. Had that. fire. There's fire in the yeah, woods. There's fire in the woods. No <laughs> silwam serware de bamus. No serum. We have to do something. We ought to save the woods. <laughs> we ought to save the woods. Iterab silwam fakite. Yeah. Um, What's iterfakare mean? Take a trip. To march, to take a trip, to make a journey. Uh, so march to the woods. To Go the to the woods. Gives them a command. Nos ad fumum iterfakimus. Now he's describing again. What did we do? Um, marched to the smoke, I guess. Marched to the smoke, toward the smoke. At ignum in silwa observamus. And we observed we saw fire, fire in the woods. Aquam ad, aquam ad ignem portate et silvam serwate, clamat Kenturio. So take water mm. to the fire. Take water to the fire. And save the woods. And save and, the woods. And it, it, it's, it looks like it's the, it's like the, it looks like the familiar plural command. That's what it is. It's, well, it's the, there is no familiar or formal it in Latin. It looks like it's, an Italian. It looks like. Really, a, really, yeah. really. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Et nos in longo ordine aquam e flumine ad ignem portare incipit. So we did what? Incipit. Do you know that word? Begin. We begin. We begin to. In longo ordine means like in a long line. So in other words, they lined up, handed water. You know, one guy got it out of the water, handed to the next guy, handed to the next guy, handed to the next guy until they got up to the fire. Aquam e flumine ad ignem portare incipit. We began to carry what? Water from the river. From the river. Ad ignem. But I'm, I'm confused about that verb form of incipit. Incipit? Incipit? Oh, you know what? You know what? It's a mistake. Should be incipimus. Yes, I was wondering. Should be incipimus. Okay, your teacher's uh, <laughs> having a moment here. Yeah, incipit. Should be incipimus. Should be incipimus. Thank you, Carla. Let me fix that. All right. Someday I might teach this again and might want it right. <laughs> longas horas laboramos. We worked for long hours. Right. Said frustra. But in vain. In vain. Silva erat sica. The woods were dry. Yep. dry. At ignis erat acris. And the fire was fierce. Right. Fumus quoque erat acris. 
Fumus, smoke. The smoke also, quoque, was fierce, was sharp. Et nos omnes, tusie bamos. And we all coughed. We were all coughing. coughing. And it's funny how that comes from, you know, toss in Spanish is cough. Okay. And in English, you have pertussin, cough medicine, right? (laughs) Yep. And I think somebody knew that and named it, uh, you know, two CO in Latin. I don't know how he knew it, but they did. Uh, and you say Spanish, it's something like that. Yeah, well, in French, it's two yeah, yeah, say in French. And in Spanish, it's like you'd say tengo tos. I have a cough. Is what there is a verb that? to what's the verb to cough? Is there tosar or something? Uh, or tos, toser. Toser, yeah. Toser. Yeah, but something. What were you saying, Beth? Toser. Toser. Oh, toser. Okay. A lot of medical words. A lot of medical words are taken from Greek and Latin. Yes, they are. Is there a medical word for cough? For a cough, do you know? Yes, like pertussis or, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. A lot of uh, medical words. If you know Greek or you know Latin, you got it made. You really do. Uh, The only medical term I happen to know is dacryocystostenosis, which has something to do, <laughs> to do with the tear ducts not working that you, I think you always have watery eyes because hmm. dacryo means weeping, cysto, stop, stenosis, not stopping hmm. or holding back. So it, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly of what it means, but it's something like that. Stenosis hmm. means narrowing. Narrowing, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Like spinal sten. Uh, I've known some people that had spinal stenosis. I was a medical transcriptionist for 24 years. Really? Yeah, so you know what you're talking about. about yeah. that. Uh, all right. Et cum dificultate spirare poteramus. Remember they said the fire was fierce and the smoke was fierce. And we were breathe with difficulty and we were breathing with difficulty difficulty. yeah spirare to breathe what's what's the word to breathe in spanish um it's um you know it's it's respirar respirar and in french it's and there's so many words for breathe i'm sorry i've forgotten um i I know but i can't think of i know but i can't so many of them that it's yeah uh, I think of it in a minute. Anyway, uh, so we couldn't. One of them, though, there is a respiring. Respire, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, there's a respire, yeah. but there are some other ones depending on how you, the sense of the word breathe. That's true. That's true. Socius meus paulus sacer dos no stare yoem in wokat. All right. Socius meus. What's a socius? Friend, my friend or my comrade, Paulus, Paul, Sakerdos Noster. What's a Sakerdos? Priest. priest. Our priest did what? What did our priest do? He called Jove. He called on Jove or on Jupiter or on Zeus. All right. And here's what he says. Oh, Jupiter omnipotens. Jupiter all-powerful. Yep. All-powerful Jupiter. Ad mm-hmm. Help us. Help us. <laughs> Ser wasilwam. 
Save the forest. Serwa omnia animalia. Save all the animals. The animals. Yep. Mitte imbrim de Kylo. Um, rain from the sky. Yep. Send rain Send from the, the sky. Okay. Primo nihil akidit. First, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Tomb post brewe tempus. Parvulum nimbum observamus. <laughs> After a short time or right. in a short time. Right. Little rain. We, we saw a little rain. We saw a little cloud. A little cloud. Oh, no, Notice cloud, the word yeah. for little, though. It's not parvulum. It's parvulum. Yeah, we saw yeah. a little tiny cloud. Cloud, yeah. A little tiny cloud. Okay. Uh. Nimbum Mayor at Mayor Fit. I'm sorry, Nimbus Mayor at Mayor Fit. The cloud became larger and larger. Comes larger and larger at Subito Densi Funduntur ab Aitre Nimbi ut Awidius Deacon. Now, and suddenly, Word. now Densi. Densi nimbi, dense, a dense shower, yeah. funduntur, pours itself from heaven. That is a quote. That is a quote I happen to remember from the story of the flood. That's a quote from Ovid. And so that's why he says, ut avidius deacon, as Ovid says. Ovid is a Roman poet. So dense, a dense shower pours itself from heaven, as Ovid says. Imber flamas extinguit. And it put out the fire. The rain puts out the flames at omnia erat frigida at umida. Everything was cold and damp. 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 Yeah, damp. Yep. Yeah. Hak nocte, that should say, by the way, H long AC. Hak nocte, nos castra ponimus. Night, that night, that night. Or this night, even. Actually, it's this night. This night. We made camp. We made camp. Okay. At maltas gratias yoi agimus. And gave many thanks to Jupiter. Okay, gave many thanks to Jupiter, pro suo auxilio. For his aid. For his aid. And that's where we get auxiliary. You're right, exactly right. Said satis de me. Notice this is, a, this is an incomplete sentence, but in a letter, people do this all the time. Said satis de me. Said satis. What's satis? Enough. Yep. But enough about me. Yeah. Quid was. What about you? What about you guys? And it's plural. Yeah, what about plural. you guys? In other words, what are y'all doing? <laughs> All right. Quid mater et pater agunt. What are your mother, father doing? Yep. And that can either mean what are they doing or how are they doing? How it could mean either doing, one. Yeah. It could mean either one. Et frater ad tircum it. Your brother. Did your brother go to somewhere? Circus. To the circus. To the circus. To the circus. By the way, the circus isn't like our circus. It doesn't have animals, but it has chariot races. And that mm. was a big thing. That was like football <laughs> is to us. Okay. Et tu, 
Luke's Maya, quit August. And you, my darling. And you, my darling. By the way, that really says my light. And you, my light. Quit August. How are you doing? How are you doing? Or or, what? Yeah. Scribe et dic mihi omnia quae August speros et putas. So write to me and tell me all that um, you're doing and you hope hoping and more you think. And think. think yeah. Yeah. Tell me everything you're doing, hoping and thinking. He's this guy's in love, man. I tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, memento altumno.